Welcome to the Wiggle Me Camp Podcast with Faye. This is where I let you into my thoughts and tips for being a better version of yourself. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hey guys, happy new month. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling good though. I can't complain. I have no goals for this new month and I don't know about you. Maybe you have goals. You can share them with me, but if you know me, I, I don't have goals. Not because I'm not serious in my life. Don't think <laughs> don't think I'm I'm very jobless and I don't have anything, but I don't have any goals to be honest, because we just move your vibes and let's praise God that things work out nicely. But for February I don't have no goals. I just okay, I have one goal. I feel like I want to watch that uh, movie with Inidima and um, the one of the Bollywood and uh, Hollywood. Is it not Hollywood? Bollywood and Hollywood. Indian and Nigerian combo. Yeah, I think I want to watch that. I think that's going to be my whatever. One of my goals. Sorry, if you guys are looking for that content. I have a problem. A hot vendetta against aspiring to perspire people because I just feel like they're doing to say the truth. First of all, First of all, you're not supposed to come and give many rules about how to get stuff done because the truth is that even if you do everything, what are the chances that it's going to happen? A lot of times, there's time and chance. Time and chance happens to them all. That's what the Bible says. It's not of him that we let or run it, but God that showeth mercy. There are people that will do the most, but they will not still get there. Look at Bonner Boy. He's been doing the same music for how many years? But some way, somehow... The music evolved to have his music as the in thing, and now he has blown. But he was doing it for a long time. So much props for the consistency, but and he has the talent as well. But his time just came. His or the bread seller that if you don't know the story, because sometimes I forget that I might have listeners that are not Nigerian. Okay, so there was a story of uh, a bread seller hawking a thing in Nigeria where people like sell stuff on the streets because he need money to be able to go by their daily activities. And so she was just selling bread and the photographer took a cute picture and they're like, oh my God, it's so good. And now she became a model. She pimped her up. She's got money and all of that. So time and chance. I'm not saying don't work hard though, because the thing is, even with the time and chance, you have to position yourself where it will reach you. Like arrange yourself where it will be. Do your best. Your best is very relative, but let it be that. Even if it goes south, you can beat your chest and say that I did my best. And this is what it has come to. And if you're doing your best and it's too slow, I just pray that your hustle be blessed. Your hustle be blessed and everything works out nicely for you. Hold the story on top as well to pass uh, or is this me just explaining to myself why I don't have goals for the month of February? But it's okay, we'll be fine. Okay, another goal. I want to actually align my relationship with God even more to be closer. But that is, I feel like that's a goal that every Christian has on a daily basis. Even if you're not Christian, even if you're Muslim, every day you wake up, you want to have a better relationship with your maker. You want to have that too. We move, we thrive every day. We continue the same grind. But how are you guys feeling? How are you doing? I'm good, honestly. Last week was stressful, but I'm positive that this new week and this new month will be fine. Because every day is not perfect, but we, we move. Yeah, so that's about last week. Anyways, today I'm going to give you one story. 
or something that I was watching. So I was watching something um some minutes ago. Yeah, about it was a TED talk honestly about a lady who was talking about how she had to forgive the young boy who shot her brother and her mom as well. So this I'm very bad at telling stories, really. So what actually happened was he shot the boy was mentally derailed, I guess, and he shot her brother. The mother saw it and because she could recognize him, he shot her as well. So the girl was grieving both of them and she was just talking about her path to forgiveness. And while I was just watching her explain the feeling she was feeling, I was just I just remembered something that happened to me while I was on my undergrad. And really forgiveness is very cheeky. So um while I was in my undergrad, I was very much involved with uh, Christian things to the point where I was an executive in church fellowship. Yeah. So, um, well, at the time, if you went to school in Nigeria, you know there's a thing called Student Week where uh, there's dinners, there's like events, there's a fashion week. There's just all those stuff that you can do apart from like studying to make the week fun. And I think a lot of schools, like it's something that happens a lot of times in even schools in Canada, I believe. Yeah, maybe not student week in itself, but organizations having weeks and things like that. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so we had in school at that time, it was that time of the year. We would have that. And for that year, I was nominated for an award. So I already made up my mind that I was going for that award. And I didn't have... My boyfriend at the time was not in my school. So my friend was my date. And we got tickets. And then we went for it. And all of that. Well, something funny happened within that period. Because there was an issue between the chaplaincy and the student affairs, which we shouldn't have really been a part of, but then it looked like we were going to be the baits for it. We, My friend and I attended it. We were both executives and we were thrown, it was thrown to our faces that we were going to be suspended for attending something that was organized by the school. Like, think about it. Like, is that not just silly? Like, thinking about it, like, your, the school organized an event. We attended the event. We get suspended. Like, how does that even hold water? Anyways, that was very, very, it was a very difficult time because we really thought we were going to be suspended. And even more than the fact that we were going to be suspended, it was the fact that a lot of people were pointing fingers on us and we were literally betrayed because the chaplaincy wasn't at the event. So there was people part of the exec, people that were part of the executives who decided to tell on us that we attended. Not like we did anything bad. But they told on us and then we had to face a panel explaining why we wore heels, why we went to be with the worldly people, why my dress was above my knee. The dress was above my knee and that's what happened. But it wasn't a mini whatever. <laughs> it wasn't a mini dress, but it was above my knee. Talking about how, okay, so something even happened that day that was quite funny. So my friend tripped on the staircase. Yeah, like she was trying to go to the stage. And then she tripped for a bit because she didn't have balance on her shoes. And 
when we went in the panel, he said it was because she was trying to fit in like the rest of the world. And that's why she tripped. I was like, what? Like you guys even had that much detail. Like let's even, let's even remember that it wasn't even recorded on anything else apart from people's phones. So how did you come and come about all these stories? Well, we were not even interrogated like people who were supposed to make a case for themselves. It's like, it was like, okay, so say this, like say this so we can rope you to say you did this. Say this so we rope you to do this. Ha, it was hard. It was hard because we were walking on the streets and everybody was pointing fingers at us. And the thing is, from the, at the beginning, I didn't even know if people were pointing fingers as in like from a place of judgment or from a place of, oh, those are the guys that did it. Or it was from a place of, they're not bad. It's not what they did wasn't bad, but they're going to be the scapegoats for the fights between student affairs and the chaplaincy. It was hard. Yeah, my friend. I will forever love her because that experience that we went through together was, was not as, like, we couldn't even go to the cafeteria to get food alone because, like, I was so scared, like, because I'm like, hey, God, when I went to the ground, like, I used to be so shy. So we would go to the cafeteria together. We would go to class together. Thank God she was in my class. So it was just easy to navigate the school together and even when difficult times came and we'll be trying to pray it would be a situation where i'm crying and then she's like don't worry favor it's going to be all right you're going to be fine yada 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 and then it's not my turn and, and then it's her turn and then you hear but favor why are we going through this why are we? and i'm like it's going to be fine it was it's so sick now that I think about it, like both of you are mourning, but one person is consoling and you people are taking turns to console. Anyways, all we had at that time was each other. So we had to console ourselves in the Lord and move on. So as the whole investigation thing was going on and all and on and all that, I figured that there was one person in particular who was the person downloading the gist and putting pepper and salt and causing a lot of tension in a way to make the gist hotter than it ideally was and to put a lot of fire and i was very angry with her but i was like you know what i'm not going to talk about it with you we're not friends and we're not friends in the first place so we can always just move on like i'm one of those people that if we don't have to relate i don't have to air my grievances to you once you mess up we're not even friends before so we'll just part ways from there and we'll be fine Mm -hmm. so (laughs) um so Time went by. I had to hand over. We both hand, both of us handed over. We were not in those positions of authority anymore. Uh, we also didn't have things that would bring us together. So we didn't have classes together because she wasn't in my department. She wasn't in my class. So we didn't take anything together. We were not in the same unit. So we didn't have any cause to relate closely till we graduated. And in my mind, I just felt like uh, I've forgiven you less or rest and everything. So I graduated, NYC came, it was done, was working for a bit. And then one morning I'm checking my WhatsApp uh, stories and I see RIP everywhere. And um, I figure out, I'm trying to find out like what's happening. Like, And then I see that it is the same girl who put a lot of pepper and salt, who made my life living in that school for that week very unbearable that was dead 
And in that moment, thinking about it, I I was feeling anger. I was so angry that she put me through this. Like put me through I don't want to say this because I had gone I had moved past it, but then I was thinking and I'm like, she actually hurt me a whole lot. And we think about it now and I'm like even at that time when I or when I was thinking about it, I was like but this is not the feeling you're supposed to feel. And then I started panicking. I was like, God, am I the devil? I'm the devil. How can I still be thinking like this? Like, this girl has died. Like, she can't come back. I can't even lay my grievances to her. I can't even say anything. The least I should be thinking about now is how she hurt me. I, I shouldn't be thinking this. I shouldn't be. So in all my frustrations, I stood up from my bed and then I went to the living room and my dad was there just before our devotion because we would typically have devotions in my house in the morning sometimes. So uh, I meet my dad and I'm talking to him about the whole thing and I'm trying to explain to him how I'm feeling and why this is very weird. Like it happened like two years ago and uh, I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I shouldn't be feeling this because now I'm a, I feel like a devil. Like I'm supposed to be a Christian. I'm supposed to be praying to God. Like why am I remembering this? And he explained to me that I just let her go. You know how they say out of sight, out of mind. That's pretty much what happened. And uh, I never truly, fully forgave her. Maybe because it, it happened too soon. And I just felt like, you know what has happened? I just have to forgive. Like, just forgive and move on. But sometimes, I think forgiveness takes time. You really need to be in the place to forgive, to be able to forgive. But at that time, I felt I had forgiven her. And then it was resurfacing in two years. And I'm like, oh no, I'm actually not over this. And I felt bad. We spoke about it. And then he gave me an analogy that helps me even to today to uh, ask myself if I've been able to forgive someone that hurts me or not. So um, he said that if I was, if someone ever did me wrong, I need to think to myself and be like, if there was a difficult situation and they were in that position and I could go out of my way to help, would I go out of my way to be of help to them? I'm going out of my way to be of help to someone. It's not something that I think is very difficult. It's something that I do typically for people that are my friends or are not, are not even my friends. It's not something that is hard for me in a way. So I think of it and I'm like, okay, let's say, let me give an example. So it's not that big. Let's say that I see that there's an, there's an accident or I see that she's in a car that is burning. Would I have as much strength or would I feel the need or the nudge to actually go pull her out even though I know what I'm risking myself into? Like, what am I saying? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, would I know what I'm risking to make her be safe? Again, and I was like, I'm not sure about that. And then I was just in tears. I'm like, God, I'm such a bad person. I'm evil. And I'm like... Now I think about it and I'm like, forgiveness is very tricky because sometimes you think like you're over something, but mm -mm, you're not, you're not. You just need someone to poke somewhere. You figure out that, ah, it's still there. It's still there. Anyways, uh, so I was able to write a letter to her explaining. And okay, no, before I did that, I spoke to my dad and my dad, I told my dad the whole story, of course. And then he was like, that was possibly the only thing she could have done. 
she possibly felt like she was doing the right thing. She felt like she was honoring God. Even though till now, I don't really understand how that was honoring to God. But it's possible, like some things you never really would ever understand because you're not that person. And she's not alive to explain it today, but it's fine. Fast forward to the part where I wrote her a letter telling her about how I forgive her and how I understand that she thought that was the best decision to make even when that was not the best for me. Um, but I don't want anything because she can't even give me anything. And even if she was alive, I wouldn't want an apology because she wouldn't owe me anything. And I just wrote that letter hoping that she could see me in heaven I know that I honestly did forgive her. I'm hoping that she's in heaven right now. And, um, yeah. So that whole thing that happened was, like, it was very, it was very funny. It was very weird, in all honesty. Now that I think about it, I'm like, what was that? Anyways, I just want to encourage someone that is having a hard time to forgive that sometimes forgiveness takes time. The Bible tells us to forgive, but it doesn't tell us to reconcile. So you you have a choice not to reconcile if you don't want to. It's nice to reconcile, but if the other person doesn't want to reconcile, there's nothing you can do. Talking about this, the scripture that comes to my mind is... Um, the scripture that says, if someone is erring, you go talk to them. If they don't change then you get someone to talk to them, that you talk to them with someone. And then if they still don't act right, you take them to the church, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, now I think I'm a bad scholar of the Bible, but I, if you're a scholar, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and how, um, how pretty much if they still don't do anything or change, then you just leave, let them be like the Gentiles, just let them be. And just go separate ways. There are times where you're going to forgive and go separate, like go separate ways. And the Bible talks about um, the whole analogy of turn the right cheek. Like if I slap you on the right, turn, turn to the left. Yeah, I I see that scripture as the scripture that's talking against nonviolence, like not doing an eye for an eye. The fact that I'm not doing you at, like we're not going an eye for an eye way is it's 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 what the bible is asking you to do basically so forgiving takes time make sure you're feeling what you're feeling you understand why you're angry and then you need if you're going to if you're confused as to whether or not you are forgiving you need to ask yourself if the person still owes you anything if you feel like the person still owes you anything then maybe you need to evaluate that i also find sometimes that when forgiveness is a thing that keeps reoccurring, reoccurring, let's not say something deep. Because sometimes your situation doesn't have to be as deep as mine where uh, the person eventually died or I had to be sort of like ostracized or threatened with suspension or something like that for something I didn't do. It could just be uh, being tolerant of people. I One thing I've observed with time is that if you are very intolerant to people, you might want to check yourself check to see if you are aware of your faults and your shortcomings it's funny how the bible tells us that forgive as i forgive you because 
once you are able to see yourself for who you truly are, the offender that you are, you would be able to issue grace to someone because you're not perfect as well. I think I think that's just where I'm going to end it. Like wrap it up there. We really j- just watch yourself. Even me, like as I'm saying this thing, I'm saying it to myself. Every time I'm very edge on the edge, less tolerant of people. You need to sit down and know what your flaws are. And if you think you don't have flaws, you're lying to yourself. You've been alone. You've been alone for too long. And I'm not referring to a relationship or anything. But you have really been caging yourself for too long. And you are living in a bubble that will burst eventually. And it will be rather sad. <laughs> and I hope I hope that when it happens, you're fine. Like you're okay eventually. But when you're gracious, it's usually because you understand the frailty of the human self basically so i would just encourage you to just take it to okay i don't know why i felt like giving the story this week but that's how i'm feeling anyways that is it from your girl if you do have any questions please you know what to do you know how to hit me where to hit me up it's at the wgma podcast please like rate subscribe share with your friends I said my goal. I, know, I think another goal of mine, I didn't say in the beginning, is to have more people listen to my show and hear my voice. Hopefully. Because I feel like there are people that want to listen, but they have not been opportune to hear me speak yet. So, please share. Please share. No, don't wait till I'm blown before you share. Because I know my guys, my day ones. <laughs> Anyways, this is me signing out, saying you have yourself a wonderful week. I love you guys. And Jesus loves you too. Take care. Bye.